0: Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church.
1: Hey, I am Susie McIntyre
0: and I'm Russ Weaver.
1: Welcome to Cowboy Church. We are so glad that you are here.
0: We really are. And and Susie, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I always have these questions I pose to yeah, you. Yeah, no. And you know you nervous. You know the culture we we're raised in. Mm-hmm. My dad, one of the favorite things we used to do, he'd take us to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And we'd hear all the stories of the communities and everything. And guess what was always the,
1: the stories th- of the community? Wait well, yeah, a minute. Yeah. The gossip of the community? Well, some. Well, kind <laughs> of. Okay. No, it, men don't gossip.
0: <laughs> we just tell stories. <laughs> the, and the difference is is stories are actually better than the real occasion, or real event. So right. it's about how you mm-hmm. tell the story, see? And, uh, well, but the first thing that we always talk about is what?
1: The opening subject is the weather.
0: Oh, man, it's is hot
1: that? today. Oh, man, it's cold today. Oh, yeah. it's dry. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had so much rain? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah always. Always, and, always.
1: And you know we're e- never ever okay with the way it is today. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. Now I was raised a little different. My dad was always okay with that. Yeah. You know he he kind of he kind of pushed that at everybody. Right. You know the right. you know he was. Uh, what you
1: gonna do about it?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but the opening mm-hmm. opening deal. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think it was that they always uh, mentioned the weather?
1: It was a common subject. Everybody had to deal with it today. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about it. Every, it's just kind of a, like a conversation opener.
0: Well, and we all had to live with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything we yeah. do is where we're from mm-hmm. is, is based on the weather. That's you right. Know?
1: When we were being raised up, we knew that when you get rain, you get grass. When mm-hmm. you get grass, your cattle get fat. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. very important to me all oh, of my absolutely. life. absolutely. We paid attention to
0: that. And, you know, th- I think the other reason, of course, I think in simplistic terms, mm-hmm. I think the other reason is... We can't figure out anything to say, and that's kind of our opening conversation yeah. till yeah. the creativity gets to rolling. Right, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's kind of like, how are ya? Sure. you? Sure, know? absolutely. So Many times we don't even add, wait for the answer. What What's going to happen here today? We're going to have some music. Sure. We're going to have a sermon. And we're not really sure mm-hmm. how
0: it's going to turn out, mm-hmm. so uh, how's the weather?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's our opening <laughs> remark. We want to welcome you to Cowboy Church. Today, um, Russ is going to talk on a really, really neat subject that I think we can all relate to. Sometimes the people that are in our own household, front seat of our pickup, are the very last that we are honest with. Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you there's no one else above? You fill my heart with laughter and somehow you make it better You ease my troubles that's what you do for the morning sun and all its glory greets the day with hope and comfort too you feel my take away all my sadness You ease my troubles, that's what you do There's a love that's divine And it's yours and it's mine Like the sun
0: And at the end
1: of the day, we should give to the one Have I told you lately that I love you And have I told you there's no one else above you You fill my heart with gladness and take away all my sadness You ease my troubles That's what you do Sometimes in less healthy families, relationships, when we do wrong, sometimes the ones that we love the most are the last that we look to for that comfort. Because maybe it's a drop head, maybe it's a oh, why in the world did you do that? Those are the first people that we should look to. There's a love that's divine, and it's yours, and it's And at the end of the day, we should give thanks and pray to the one, to the only one. Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you there's no one else above you? You fill my heart with laughter and somehow you make it better. You ease my troubles, that's what you do. You take away all my sadness, you fill my heart with gladness. You ease my troubles. That's what you do. God, which we are many, many times in our day, we're not to keep that comfort for ourselves. When we see someone that needs that comfort, we're to give it to them, and then they in turn give it to Shall someone else. That's a principle that God has, because if we have a stream and it just goes into a lake and that stream is cut off, then that lake will become dry and it'll be, and yeah, it's not alive anymore. Feel. So if we get that comfort and show don't share it with someone else, Martin, you we dry up. We're no good. Show, show them in the, the way, way that you feel. Shower the
0: the day, we're, we're dealing with a situation, and uh, Anna says this to me. She said, uh, well, what would Jesus do? And I said, you know, I've read this story. I know there's a couple of situations that Jesus was in, what you're saying is I should put on that wristband to be nice to everybody. John chapter 2, verse 13 through 22, he cleared the temple with a bullwhip. If it had been our day, he would had a hot shot. His best disciple, the Apostle Peter, who is, he's the guy who, I mean, he's the guy who really helped set the church up. He told him one time, he he said, Pointed at him right in his face. And I don't think he said this with a, get thee behind me, Satan. I think he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus was mean. Well, if we're going to do what Jesus does, do we have an excuse to be mean now? Is that what you said? No, we don't. One other thing he did that's really odd and I don't, I don't think anybody would get by with this if he was in ministry and went down to the local hospital and he just spit in the dirt and came into the hospital and went to rubbing it in the guy's eyes. Who are you trying to contaminate everything? Quit. They'd run you out of the hospital, but Jesus did it. I can say that. What would Jesus do? You take this in your eye. Yeah, you hear the mud in your eye? That came from Jesus. (laughs) And yet, on the other hand, in Matthew 12, 36, it says that every careless word, Jesus said that, there's an accountability we have for every careless word and for everything that we teach. What would Jesus do? What would he do? Because if we're going to follow Paul as Paul follows Christ... Ultimately, what we want to do is follow the example that Christ had. So, how did he know to do all of this stuff that was not socially acceptable? How, do, how, do, how did Jesus know to do that stuff? Well, let's, let's, let's look at it. Let's go to this next slide. We'll have some answers. Then Jesus answered, this is John 5, 19 out of the New King James. Then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but whatever he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. The Son follows the Father. Then this is how he follows. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak in John chapter 12. now. I think one of the greatest goals that I have as a pastor is for every person in this church to gain enough connection with the Lord God himself that you begin to hear the a list word of God now I'm not calling the Bible B list I'm prioritizing the bible is our foundation for every single word that god gives us if it doesn't line up with the word of god it is not god speaking to us i have some voices in my head every once in a while that when i filter them through the they sound just like god does but when i filter them through the bible they don't add up they don't add up to the way it should be but every once in a while god gets through and he gives me a thought or an idea and it is the voice of God and it works and it filters and I can stand up and say I've heard from God. And it comes in the form of a thought and I have to figure out which one of those thought forms is actually God and which one of those thought forms is actually the devil and which one of those thought forms is me. The other day I was praying. This is this is this is. This is really sweet, and I know some of you may get just real sick of my horse horse training stories, but I have this 14-year-old. He's a really, really nice, nice horse, but he's an old calf-roping horse, and I'm trying to heel on him now. And the difference in a calf horse and a heel horse is the position that they approach the cattle. A calf-roping horse gets right behind calves, right There. A heel horse gets right, the calf goes from here, to a steer goes to here, out to the right, because you're looking at feet, and it's closer. and you, So if you, if you can't see the feet, you can't catch them. So I've been praying about him. The other morning I was praying exactly for this horse, Isaac. I said, Lord, give me wisdom on what I need to do. He's so frustrating to me. I'd had such a horrible session on him. I could not keep it. Every time I go to throw behind it, he goes. I can't blame him, but I want to kill him. And I was so frustrated with him. So I, I was kneeling in prayer, and I says, I know this is really petty compared to all the things you have to handle, but I need help. I need help with this horse. And immediately my creative juices begin to flow. I thought, what if I, what if I put this kind of a see the problem is, and, and I didn't realize this till that moment, the problem is that when he goes to stop, he goes uncollected. He gets his head up, a tie-down helps some, but his head's up and he tries to get over. So I thought, what if I put a bit on him that has a high port? so that would, it would bump him in the top of his mouth when I pull on it. But I don't want too much because I'm roping. I get excited. I might pull too much. So it has to have the right kind of shanks. So I pull to here. It only moves to here, and then it holds. I am thinking, what kind of bit would that look like? And I'm going through my mind. What kind of a bit would hold his head like this instead of like this? And so I figured out what bit it was and how to, you know, and I, I go through this process. And I thought, I wonder if that was God. So I went down to the store, and I started looking through the used bits, and I bought me an old cheap bit that was exactly what I'd seen in my mind that I wanted, the only one in there in hundreds of bits. I found one that fit what I wanted. I brought it back, and I rode him for two days, and I, I changed my approach on the dummy where, instead of just trying to hold him over, I just run him up to the spot. And when I got there, I'd have Anna throttle off of the dummy, And where he'd have to stop, and so I could just hold him, he'd just throttle off. I went to the rope on Friday night. He was awesome. And I'm driving home. I didn't win anything, but I won a battle in my life. It was important to me. It was a little thing in lieu of all God has. And I thought, how sweet. It is that God cares about even the little things that are in my life. And I'd already prepared this message. I thought that is what I want for people. If we're going to follow. Me, as I follow Christ, I need to follow Christ by giving an example to you of how much you and your stuff matters to him, that you get a primary, firsthand experience of what God's word is for your situation that will bless your life and take you to the place that you need to go and that people begin to see that the way that you lead is because of your connection with God. And when Paul says this, follow me as I follow Christ, my great challenge for each of you is that you get to a place where people will follow you and can follow you. you, How do you do that? Well, it's what would Jesus do? See, the thing is, you'll, you should never go into a hospital and rub some dirt in somebody's eye because Jesus did it. Because that's a secondary word that happened for that moment, for that situation, because the Father said that's what needed to be done then. The primary word for the situation you're going into when you're in your own situation is what God gives you for that moment. And that's what Jesus would do. There comes a time when you have to be tough. Tough. There comes a time when you have to be aggressive. There comes a time when you have to raise your voice a little, and there comes a time when you just need to raise, not say anything. How do you know? Well, you don't know unless you heard from God. How can you do what Jesus did if you don't hear from what God's saying? So the title of my message is, What Would Jesus Do? And the answer to that question is this. If you don't know what to do ask God I want you to ask yourself this is not a guilty question but this is a reality question it's 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 the real deal am I somebody that God can trust somebody else to follow our examples really important that's where I want all of you to get to <laughs> and you can So, it's not a guilt trip, it's a challenge. It's an upgrade. It should inspire you. I want to be a person because God's gonna have you in a place of leadership. You need to be a person. You can't say, well, I don't do what I do, but I can tell you what to do. You don't wanna be that person. So, as you examine yourself, just ask yourself, am I that person? And then after you do that, you feel real guilty about it. Understand that it's a God of grace that is bringing you into perfection. And if he told you about it, he'll help you with it. It's not meant to condemn you so you quit. It's meant to challenge you so you're inspired to go to the next step.
1: We're so glad that you joined us on Cowboy Church today.
0: Hey, Susie. Yep. You know, we've been talking about coffee shops and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So what's the last thing those guys say as they leave the coffee shop? See ya. See ya. No, I was really trying to set you up because you're gonna be saying goodbye to everybody and that's your spiel. So see ya. ya. That's all we're gonna say, (laughs) see ya.
1: No, they say, I hope you have a good day. Mm -hmm. Hope that uh, our conversation was good and that you were enlightened by it and that somehow it affects your heart to go out and be an inspiration to other people on your journey today. Thanks for coming to Cowboy Church. We enjoyed being with you. You can write to us at the address shown on your screen. You can email us. You can do all that kind of stuff but we would enjoy hearing from you. And if you enjoyed Cowboy Church, we would appreciate your donation. Like many people before you, they have helped us to stay on the air. God bless you and we'll see you next time on Cowboy Church.